Here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. There we are. Happy, happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Success Pattern Show. My name is Brigitte Hufele, and I am the CEO of the Center of NLP and the founder of the Success Pattern Movement. And I couldn't be more excited to be here with you today because as we created this show, we had you in mind and we established it for you. Because here at the Success Pattern Show, we put the do in learn do teach. Have you heard the term success? Well, that's a silly question. Of course you heard the term success. And the quality of our success uh, differentiates with the attitudes that we have towards success. And success is an interesting thing, as you heard of it, because it shapes its meaning within each individual success seeker and has no limitations to business or personal life. Success is modeled in patterns, strategies, and behavior. And Tony Robbins is known for saying, success leaves clues. I say success comes in patterns. A pattern is an example for others to follow. And here at the Success Pattern Show, we are decoding the patterns of our guest experts that led to their success. So you can then encode it into your own life for your own success starting right now. As humans, we are hardwired for hands-on application by a living teacher. We are not theoreticians at work here because they kind of just talk a good game. We are grand masters at work. And I cannot wait for you to get to know our guest expert today. She is. Uh, she comes from corporate America, and she's going to share a little bit of her story of, of her transition coming from corporate America. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of you guys that are um, watching and listening can somewhat relate to it. Actually, Amy Reese, who was here last week, also did a transition from corporate America. I did a transition, not America, but corporate Germany. Um, she has a story and as you have a story and she is going to share hers and you will find patterns within her story. You will find patterns within the nuggets that she's sharing. She's the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services, the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast. I was actually invited on her podcast and her weekly radio show, Confident You. Uh, which is featured on a global talk radio network. She's a business and life strategist coach. She helps women business owners launch and grow their business, get clients, be productive, not busy, and achieve their dreams. She helps her clients create simple habits, patterns, to achieve goals and change their lives. Uh, she's also a best-selling author of the newly released book, Confident You, Simple Habits, to live the life you've imagined. She's a sought after public speaker, trainer, 
and course author. She's a certified coach in cognitive behavioral techniques, a holistic coach, and uh, tiny habits. She's also certified as a social emotional learning facilitator and has completed her 200 hour yoga teacher certification. She enjoys clearly helping others and built mental fitness and so they can improve their mindset to be at peace and improve peak performance. It is my honor and my pleasure to have here on the Success Pattern Show, Julie DeLuca Collins. Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, my friend. What a pleasure to be here. And it's it's so amazing to have you in my presence again. I loved having you on the show. And this is another fun conversation ahead of us, right? This is a very interactive, fun, and I'm going to say deep conversation that is in mm. front of us for sure. Yeah. So, Julie, how long corporate America? How long? How long did you last? Yeah. Well, you know, I started my career in a very different world. I started as a preschool teacher, and eventually, I wanted more. I decided, and actually, the the corporate America um, job or career found me. I was recruited into an educational company because some of the background that I had, both in working retail, but working in education. I grew through the ranks of this company and I was so very lucky that I was on board at a company that really valued training and valued growing people from within. I had this amazing, just learn on the job, but also I had great mentors along the way that came alongside me. I was there for 20 years. I grew into being someone who managed one of their local stores into actually going into the training department operations. And then I had an opportunity of a lifetime. There was a big opportunity for the company to start a brand new business line. And along with the business development VP, he and I, I worked under him to help grow this, this line. And it was amazing. It really was <clears throat> 20 years down the pike though. 20 years. What would you say out of those 20 years and you literally uh, climbing the corporate ladder, what was the number one takeaway that you that you took from from this position? One of the biggest takeaway from me is consistent action and showing up is the key to success. It's not how well we are trained and it's not how good we are. It's continuing showing up and learning from the mistakes that we make. Oh, that is such a big thing. What you just said, I had a conversation earlier with um, a client and um, she's a rather young client, uh, 25 in Germany. And her dream is to go into this very large IT company that she has sought out. And she literally affirmed and she says, this is where <laughs> I'm going to work. And, and I said, so what's the obstacle? Cause you clearly you're overqualified in her, in her studies. Um, and, you know, we went through a few things and she says, well, I've had several interviews, not just one, not just two. She had several interviews and she's still not giving up. And she says, the number one thing that keeps coming back is my age and that I don't have the experience. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? I have to say that <clears throat> whether you're too young and I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on with my, <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water it's live right this absolutely is what that's life. look that's what happens <clears throat> that is true life and i know everyone can appreciate it everybody can appreciate it see we're never perfect 
and age, look, people are already taking information away. Oh my Thank God, that's so good. So, and and by the way, Brian, I have to tell you, consistent action gets you traction is one of my favorite sayings, and and I I say it so much. But age does not define you, whether you're too young or too old. And I think that this is one of those cognitive uh, thoughts that really trip people up. We either believe that we are too young or how can I, I'm not uh, at that level yet in the same way in which there's a certain age in which people start to think, oh, I'm 50. Oh, I'm this, put me out to pasture. And we then create our reality by what we choose to believe. So age shouldn't define you. I think that if you have a very clear goal in mind, go after it, define your future and your actions by deciding what you want and create the action daily that embodies that. And maybe it's not that job, but every day show up as the person who already has that. That's a pattern. So mm -hmm. modeling others, right? Yeah. I, I teach the law of expert <clears throat> modeling. So modeling others and then doing it your, a, your, your way, yeah. um, you know, one feedback that I had for her was, A, she's overqualified. That's not the point here, though. Mm -hmm. You have something, I told her, that you cannot teach. You have drive yeah, and you have tenacity. Mm -hmm. Those are two things, Julie, that cannot yes. talk. Right? I well, agree. How do you feel about that? I, I will tell you that for me, there were so many times, and in my corporate career, you know, there were times in which we were recruiting and hiring 700 people through coming through some of these programmings that we had in, in our organization. I would take someone with drive and tenacity over someone who was overqualified because I knew that I cannot teach you to have that ambition. I cannot teach you to stick to things, to be the person that has that consistency. Those mm -hmm. are our behaviors that really we can grow and create and plant and I can train you on all other things. But those things are very hard and those are qualities that then you can turn that person into a leader that helps others in that path. So would you consider that a soft skill? <laughs> I consider it a must skill. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about these soft skills, but when we really look at the individual person, it's very key to not hire for, and, and, and this happens too, and, and I'm sure you've seen this, someone, and especially women, they look at a job and they say, oh, check, I do this. Check, I do that. Check, I don't do have that. And most of them will not apply for that job, right? Because they're not mm -hmm. hitting the mark. The reality is that if you have the drive, you're going to have someone who is going to take a chance on you because they are willing to support you and be a valuable part of the team that's going to see the vision and work alongside of you to move forward in that vision. And that's something that a lot of times doesn't happen. Um, so I don't, I don't think it comes to those soft skills, but I want people to really be clear that if you want it, there's a possibility to be able to uh, 
um, convince the hiring manager, the sec, you know, the 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 CEO that you are the valuable team player because that's what we look for. And and you mentioned something very important, right? The team is not some; they're not your worker bees. Yeah. The team is is to really lift everyone higher. It's not mm. you know you standing on a podium and everyone else is like kind of down there and and and, and working. The 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 quality of the team really mm. lifts the entire team up, and and it takes each individual person to be equipped with their persona, their characteristics. And, you know, Napoleon Hill writes in, uh, in his book, Think and Grow Rich, of how he created his imaginary mastermind. Mm. He didn't have access yeah. to the people necessarily in person. So he created them in, in his, in, in his, you know, image, yes. uh, in, in his, in his mind, who is on your imaginary mastermind? Okay, so you're going to laugh because I I always think of who do I want in my show and then get into my mastermind. And I thought a lot about this, but I'm currently reading The Book of Joy. And The Book of Joy has been co-authored by the Dalai Lama and um, our, the, our Desmond Tutu. I just met his daughter last year. And what an incredible individual, both of them. So they, the two of them, spiritual leaders, funny in their own right, but really deep thinkers and really fully understand human nature as well. And they lead by example. They also really embrace their shortcomings. And I think mm. that that's really important as a leader. And I want to continue to learn from that. The other person, of course, the, I know that this is in the in the list for many women, but for me, uh, Brene Brown. Yes. Brene Brown definitely taught me about vulnerability. It's something that, you know, 20 years ago, I hid my imperfections. And that caused me so much drama and trauma because I definitely didn't want people to see the brokenness in me, but really embracing my imperfections is the work. It's not there yet, right? It's something that I work at and I show up on every day. Um, of course, I would also say I have Glennon Doyle on there because she's a philanthropist. She has a really um, compelling story. I read her original book and subsequent her other books as well. But I, I love how she has a heart for serving for me in, in my company, the value, my personal brand really includes service. That's one of the first and foremost values that we have in my in my company. And I want to surround myself as I build a brand, as I help others, as I encourage others to go confidently, right, in the direction of their dreams. I want to also have first and foremost that I'm here to serve. I'm here for us to grow together. And that's part of the, that mastermind. And of course, you know, if, if anyone um, in leadership knows Simon Sinek, he, he of course is in there. Um, and last but not least, I have one more guy in there. And this is Dr. B.J. Fogg, which, of course, I, I am so fortunate to know. He is the founder of the Behavior Lab 
at Stanford University. He is the author of Tiny Habits, the book, which is where I was certified through the Tiny Habits Academy. And I'm so lucky to be able to have someone that understands human behavior and has helped me not only create the shift for myself and my life, but also is allowing me to do this for others as well. So that's my my mastermind. That's my, and the people that I learn from individually as well. So you met some of these people already in person. I've met is- Glennon Doyle and I've met, and I met Dr. Fogg, but the others I have not. So it, they're on your, they're, they're on definitely list. on your list. So if you for the ones that are listening and watching, um, you know, we're now what three degree of separation, please make an introduction <laughs> to Julie. Absolutely. Um, please. <laughs> <laughs> You said you said many great things just in this last segment. Um, tiny habits. Now, this is not a value judgment of tiny. Uh, this is truly a a pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, habits are patterns. Tell me more about tiny habits. I'm so glad you asked. This is my favorite conversation. So, one of the biggest things that we fail at is believing that we have to rely on motivation. Uh, and motivation to be able to achieve or to do. And the reality is that the way that our brain works is that when we don't feel good, we do not change. We do not automate behavior. And motivation is what most people rely January 1st to go to the gym and work out for an hour, even though they've been sitting on their couch for hours, right? So tiny is what we call mighty. And tiny creates a behavior in which is so minuscule that when you pair your desired new behavior with an existing prompt, there's something that you already do in your life that you've automated. So for instance, I'll give you an example, and this is my favorite way of explaining it. I wanted to be able to drink more water daily. That was a habit that I wanted to grow. But if I said to myself, hey, I need to drink 120 gallons of water daily, the overwhelming thought of, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? Then it, it I'm not motivated to do it, right? Mm-hmm. However, there's an existing behavior that I do every single morning. And that is I come downstairs to my kitchen, I open the door and I let my dogs out. Next to the door, there is the sink. And one of the things that I do then after I let my dogs out, because that's an existing behavior, I fill my water bottle. And here is the golden key to this behavior creation is once I fill my water bottle or my water glass, the next thing that I do is I celebrate that. (laughs) And then our brain begins to feel good and change happens. And then the automation begins to be put together. So the same thing with when we're designing behavior, it's very important to look at the different things that you're doing. So for instance, for productivity, when my clients are saying, oh, you know, I could never get X, Y, Z done, then we really examine whether there are patterns like you talk about and what are the things that you're working and where can we then add the existing new behavior, but you have to make it so small, so tiny that, oh, it's kind of like, oh, why not? I can just, I can do one push up, or I can do this one thing. And the next thing you know is the more that you automate that, the more that you can expand that because habits are like plants. They grow and they expand. So that's that's the whole process of tiny habits. <clears throat> and, and I knew it's not a, a value judgment at all. And I, 
I hope that everyone wrote this down, that you are taking something that you're doing anyway, and mm -hmm. you're adding something to it. It I, makes it more doable. Yeah, absolutely. And don't we want to feel successful? Because if you think about the times in which we fail, and we have this automated, our mind is just so programmed to beat us to be that judge that's going to say, you can't do this, you're not good enough, you're not that. And when we do that, the the ability for us to continue to show up is not great. Mm -hmm. we, we push ourselves and we rely on that motivation. But if we say, hey, I'm just going for that 1% increment, it's the compounding effect too that we talk about. Because if you continue to do the work and you're just aiming to go that 1% higher, when you look back, and you're seeing your progress, you're going to be able to see that you've made it much further than you anticipated. But when we look at how much more there is to go, it's it's disheartening to see that we're not where we want to be yet. But the next best step is always the key. Celebration, being of service, um, embracing imperfections. You know, I think those are you, you, you mentioned a few things now that a lot of women, including myself and probably also men can relate to. And um, and and it, I don't know, does it does that kind of enlightenment come with age? Does it come <laughs> with reading? Does it come with following someone very specific? How? You know, it's a multiple, it's a, it's a multiple, I would say, combination of things. Um, for me, I am, I'm a reader. I've, I've read my whole life. I would say when I first started to read personal development books is when I started my career in corporate America. Um, my first big promotion my dad sent me a book, a box of books. And he says, honey, you must read these in your position. And I just, I, at first I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I, I want to go with a good fiction novel, but I thought, all right. And I started to, from that moment on, begin to slowly begin to read some of these books, um, these books. And certainly it started to open up my mind and show me that, you know, I didn't have all the answers. And even not having the answers was sometimes a valuable skill because when you say, oh, I don't know, let me learn, that curiosity can allow you to be open. I also, again, I worked with a company that was very big on personal development and was very big on enhancing your their, their team. So I was able to then start to listen to other people, go to trainings, conferences. Of course, I've, I've had, I started to work with a coach. I have a friend who was very instrumental in bringing me into becoming a coach and getting certified. Uh, she's still, you know, she is a very successful coach, works with women in the weight loss industry. So that really put me in this path. But if it wasn't for, I think, different here and there, and I think my own desire to always evolve and change and be a better version of myself, I knew that there's a lot of discomfort <clears throat> in in certain, you know, places that we live at. And there's either, you have to choose your type of discomfort. Are you going to be in discomfort because this is just what it is? Or are you going to be in discomfort because you're willing to change? 
And I choose the latter. It's not easy, but it's something that I encourage people to be open to the idea that you can become the person you want to be if you're open to the idea, because that's the currency for our dreams, right? The discomfort that we're willing to take. Yeah. And you said something that a lot of um, my guest experts talk about. It's the C word. It's choice. Mm. Now, you know, if we could bottle that insight that we at any given moment, we have a choice. Do I want to <laughs> do I want to give into this discomfort or do I want to <laughs> give into that discomfort? As one right. of my mentors used to say, like decades ago, choose your heart. Choose your it's heart. Be hard. Either, Either way. way. Either way. And I think that this is the thing where we tell ourselves, and, and, and I know this, I know this is a phrase from Brene Brown, and, and I love this. My mentor would say this a lot. I say this to my clients as well, is we tell ourselves a story. You know, yesterday I could have told myself a story. It was cold. I live in New England. It was cold. And I woke up and I was tired and I thought, I need to go for a walk. I know I'm going to feel better. It's going to clear my mind. And I started to tell myself a story that, oh, I don't have time. Oh, it's going to be too cold. And I then said, no, I'm going to go for a walk, right? Even if I'm going to go for five minutes and when the five minutes are up, I'll turn around. And it was the most marvelous time that I spent out, but I chose my heart. And this is where a lot of people just give into the story they're telling themselves. Oh, it's going to be too hard to do that. Oh, I could never do that. I'm too old. Oh, who's going to want me? All of these things are the things that keep us down and prevent us from actually reaching the new levels. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, people seek you out. They, they look for you to work with you. Where do you draw the line? Like, what is your non-negotiable where you say, look, you might think I'm a good fit for you, but we're really not a good fit. Where do you say, no, thank you? The I, I call them my triple A clients. My <laughs> clients, people who want to work with me, they have to, you know, be willing to act. Then they need to be able to take action. People who are going to be willing to, even in, in the levels, and, and, and I actually work with a client today and she said to me, she's like, I'm very uncomfortable and I know you're doing your job. Thank you. And, and that's really what I look for is someone who knows that when they work with me, they're going to have someone in their corner, but I'm not there to, um, to kind of not put them out of their comfort zone because that's where the growth is really going to happen for them. And, and they really have to know that there is a shift that's going to happen, but it requires the work from them. And, and when I see someone that they want to do it, they want to do it, but they aren't, they're not taking action on themselves and they're not betting on themselves, then I know that this may be a challenge. No matter what I provide, they have to do the work. It's not me doing the work for them. I was just going to say, you, you mean <clears throat> there are people that coming to you and they say, go fix me. Yes. And you're like, nope, can't do that. And they're like, no. I, but I pay big money for that. Yeah, but that's what everybody does. And if you think about it, we live in this society in which, and listen, there's a lot of really great mentors out there. And there's a lot of really great information on the internet. We don't even have to pay for the information. But it's one thing to learn and to take it all in. It is another and this is the key. When you actually implement and take action, you can consume information all day about how to do this and how to grow this. But if you're not actually doing it, you'll never learn it. And, and you talk about this. 
um, as a former teacher, right, is I do, we do, and then you do alone. And that's the process. But if you're sitting, I'm going to consume, I'm going to consume, I'm going to consume, you'll never be able to really practice what you're learning and know that whether you learn it or not. Yeah, it's it's actually a pause, isn't it, for them? And they mm-hmm. keep them, they're, they're not true to themselves. Now, yeah. tiny habits. You actually <laughs> came and brought a gift to I our did. listeners and, and viewers. I did. Um, well, we, we are in that phase where we have two weeks left of the year. I don't know how this happened, honestly, but many of you listeners are probably thinking already, what are the things that you want to change for 2023? And habits is really the key to making the type of life for yourself that you envision. And it's so important to be able to create that. So I am giving uh, one free session of Tiny Habits Coaching. I will help you do the behavior design. We will talk about what you're trying to accomplish. What are the new habits that you want to incorporate? And I will teach you how to create the recipes to incorporate the Tiny Habits framework into your life so that you can be successful and you can start to achieve what you want. So definitely take advantage of that because it is one of my most favorite things to do is to help do the behavior design with somebody. So folks go to goconfidentlycoaching.com. Yeah. Go there now. That's where they can get in touch with you, right? Absolutely. Julie? Yes. Uh, goconfidentlycoaching.com and make sure that you are getting your tiny habits coaching. I mean, so powerful. And I, you know, if we would have curated all of this, we could have not done it better. It's such a fitting, um, it's so fitting, such a fitting topic between you and I, we have so many things mm-hmm. in common. You're an yeah. educator. I'm an educator. You know, there's so many great, um, patterns already there. And some of my uh, clients actually go back to our success pattern show and decipher some of those patterns. And you have some yeah. great patterns that you shared with us. So go to goconfidentlycoaching.com and mm-hmm. find Julie. Now, Julie, folks can also find you in a different way. How can they? Yeah, I, I will tell you the easiest way that you can find me. You can just go to any other social media platforms and type in Julie Deluga Collins. I will tell you that I am on in all of the platforms except Twitter. I mean, I have a Twitter. I just, you know, Twitter's a mess right now. I I have dumpster fire. I'm staying away from there. Go find me somewhere else. I love TikTok. It's been my new sort of like little community that we're building there. But Facebook is where I've been the longest. And of course, Instagram is my other love. And find me. I also have some great tips. If you are a reader, I have a blog on the website, Go Confidently Coaching, but also Pinterest. But again, just type in Julie DeLuca Collins, DeLuca with two C's, and you will surely find me in your social media. Julie DeLuca Collins, guys, follow her on all of the social media. Find her um, on her website. Julie, one last um, one last thought that you'd like to share with us before we part today. You know, one of the biggest things that I want to share with, with people is that as you're getting ready for the new year, you want to go ahead and adopt something that is from my favorite book. And this is one of the best books that I'll recommend to people is The Four Agreements. And The Four Agreements really talks about being impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. 
Don't make assumptions about other people and always do your best because when you stick to those four things, then you are going to see a big improvement for your life. So I highly recommend that. And that's my last thought for everyone. You spoke my love language. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> why we like each other. You're amazing. I know. I know. Thank you, Julie, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Brian, uh, for being a great cheerleader. And for everyone else, the nuggets that you wrote down that you're implementing in your life right now. So next week, it's going to be the last Tuesday of the year. Make it a good one. Um, we will be here at 4.30 Eastern Time so we can decode the secrets to success with you next week. Same time, same place. Julie, thanks for being here. Thanks, Brigida. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. That's right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufalet.